0: this your boy Kelvin back with another episode of the Dope Sessions Podcast. Hope everybody's doing good today. It's been kind of cold this week. Hopefully it'll start warming up. But um, but until it actually starts warming up, then I got something that's going to warm y'all up. Maybe get y'all in a conversation. So I kind of want to talk about classic and what criteria maybe is for either a classic album or a classic movie. Um I it took me a while to do this episode because that was just racking my brain and so I just really wanted to talk about it with you guys and see what you guys really thought about the term classic. Is classic necessary for when it comes to certain things? There's a lot of times when people out there, they'll just kind of like throw classic out there. So, but what does that mean to you when it comes to classic albums or classic movies? Like, what is your criterion? That's what I want to get into today, guys. So, uh, I'm going to take a pause for the calls, and I'll be back with more of the Dope Sessions podcast. first did a a episode on my podcast called you made it a hot line I made it a hot song in that podcast episode I was talking about Jay-Z but I was talking about a different things when it came to Jay-Z and in that episode I happened to mention some of what I thought were classic Jay-Z albums when that episode aired a friend of mine told me he really enjoyed the episode and he challenged me to talk about what I thought about or what I thought the criteria of a classic album was. And I'll be honest, this was a hard thing to kind of come up with because it's like I always say on this show, y'all, art is subjective. And I started to think about movies and music and what defines a classic. And I started looking up what the criterias are for both of them. So... What I saw as far as the criteria for a classic album, is that an album has to be considered great by most people and maybe has to be out for a minimum of 10 years, I guess. Or the band has to stop making music. It's a classic album and it has been a classic for probably 15 to 20 years even though it came out in 1991. And for movies, it says that classic films are films that are of lasting worth or timeless quality. They are well made with great acting, music, and dialogue. Their attention to historical detail, costuming, and scenery are well thought out and done right. The thing about a classic is that That word kind of gets tossed around so much that people don't let anything breathe. And I'll have to be honest, I'm one of those people sometimes, only on certain occasions. Is it hard to tell what a classic album is or a classic movie? I hear people say this is a classic and it just came out like three days ago. And I'll have to wonder if, if we're just overusing and killing that word classic. I believe that you can take both criterias from both film and music and combine them into one thing. So basically, a classic to me is the long game and not the short game. The short game has some value, but not enough to keep it going. It's really only for the moment. The long game is going to stick with you forever, if done right, and if it truly connects to you. So case in point, a rapper that I really enjoy and I love is Kendrick Lamar. I think Kendrick Lamar has two or three classic albums. Now I say two or three because I'm not really sure if Section 80 is an album or a mixtape. So I'll just focus on like Good Kid, Mad City, and To Pimp a Butterfly. Both of those albums are classics in my opinion. The way Kendrick tells stories and talks about situations in his life in Good Kid and how it progresses musically and emotionally from that album to Pimple and to going to to Pimple Butterfly right which the stories and struggles are still there but it's more tuned in to the sound of this album it's very different from Good Kid now I know some people who really didn't mess with to Pimple Butterfly but to me Overall, I just thought it was just an amazing piece of work, and that was one of the albums when I first heard it. Matter of fact, I can honestly say Good Kid, Mad City, and uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. When I heard those two albums, I automatically, after hearing those albums, I threw out the classic. uh, I threw out the classic, the, the classic trope. Oh, this is a classic. That's exactly what I did. Case in point... Trial Call Quest to me have three classic albums. All are different from lyrics to production, and it doesn't slack. See, the first album was more Q-Tip heavy, while Low End Theory and Midnight Marauders sandwiches laced with jazz. Tip hat does the best samples. Uh, it makes you feel so many emotions. Plus, Low End had more fife and you can't go wrong with that. Another one of my favorite albums is Only Built for Cuba Lynx, and to me, that is probably, in my opinion, the best hip-hop album ever made. Because Raekwon and Ghostface are just lyrically unstoppable on every single track. This album and like Jizz's Liquid Swords, not just the lyrics and and, and the the things that they get into, the wordplay, the intricate wordplay that they're giving but those two albums to me are riz's best production now when it comes to movies robert townsend's hollywood shuffle quentin tarantino's pulp fiction and uh michael Ram- Ramirez's uh nothing but a man come to mind with me as being classic film. i say that because they have a very interesting way of telling a story and the subject matter in these movies. Plus, I think when the more you watch it, you get to understand things a little bit more. There may be some things that you don't pick up on your first watch, but your second and third and your fourth watch, you begin to like... things that you didn't see before they were probably there you just didn't see them the first time but the the stories are there right and it's all about how you tell a story especially with the the different subject matters that these three films that I mentioned have in in their films now Hollywood Shuffle and nothing but a man tell a story about race Now I'm gonna start off with nothing but a man because nothing but a man is based in the 1960s so that film dealt with race and a different connotation when it comes to how black people were treated in America you know uh you you still couldn't you know um you know especially in the south so you couldn't you know you couldn't really mix with you know, black people and white people couldn't mix. You know, uh, it's probably still you know drinking out of separate water fountains, all this other stuff. Nothing but a man. When I saw that in film school, it changed my movie, like life, basically, because it's a movie that's been out for years, and a lot of people haven't seen that movie. And when you watch this movie it puts you in the place of ivan dix who stars in this movie and you feel like you're him throughout the whole movie you want him to fall in love with the girl that he fall in love with you want him to get that good job you know and and although he's doing all these things he's still having trouble he's having trouble in this marriage He's having trouble on his job, you know, and and then when he goes outside, the world is treating him like crap because he is an African-American male. Hollywood Shuffle deals with race, but deals with race in a sense of media. What do you mean by that, Kelvin? So, Robert Townsend's Hollywood Shuffle is, is a movie that touches me to my core, and those three films that I just mentioned, right, if I ever taught a film, like a film and music class, or just a classic class, or, you know, just a class about the classics, those albums, and probably more, and I still have to make another list, or whatever, of classic albums and classic movies that I feel like Need to be talked about. I think that are classics and they need to be talked about more. But I, I'll do that, that. That's the type of stuff I want to teach. But going back to Hollywood Shuffle, Robert Townsend plays uh, an, an actor who's who's really he's really wanting to act. He really wants to be the next like great American actor. But it seems like the roles he's always getting. Is playing pimps, pushers, uh, junkies, all these negative stereotypes that used to go on back in the day when it came to movies, especially when casting black actors. Now, don't get me wrong. There were some movies that casted black people as either starring roles or maybe like the co-star or whatever. But then there was a lot of movies that had black people being these stereotypical roles. And when Robert Townsend talks about Hollywood Shuffle, he talks about when him and Keenan Ivory Waynes wrote Hollywood Shuffle, it was because every role he was going out for was him playing a thug or a pusher or a pimp. And it was just frustrating him. And so he wrote this movie They both wrote this movie because that was what they were being offered. And they felt like they were more, this is not them. You know, black people are monoliths. You know, black people can do everything. And what they're giving us is this. So you're having to deal with race in media and how, because a white person writes a script about black people because they see TV shows or they see the news or they listen to music and they have this perception of what black people are, you know, like this black person, he talks in jive so this is how I'm gonna do, this whole movie is gonna be about black people and being pushers and talking jive and all this other stuff but the way that Robert Townsend and Keenan Ivy Wayne write this script to you know, give you that commentary about what it how it is for black people to get roles in hollywood at that particular time mixed in with the comedic elements and the 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 kind of like sketch comedy type of stuff that robert townsend and kenan ivy reign right which would be the precursor for i'm gonna get you it. and it and it would also bring forth because see you would if you wouldn't have I'm Gonna Get You Sucker without Hollywood Shuffle. So you have Hollywood Shuffle, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Then you have Robert Townsend and his Partners of Crime on HBO, and then you have Keenan doing In Living Color. So all of this is a trickle effect from that one particular movie. That movie is groundbreaking. It speaks to my soul. And especially being an African-American man trying to be a podcaster an African American man trying to be a filmmaker these are the things that you think about these are the things that when you write something you, you, you think about all of these things or if you want to try to be an actor like what roles are they giving you what roles are do they think that best suits you that they want you to play that's a classic movie to me because every time I watch it I'm still involved and entertained at the same time now when it comes to the other movie Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction Pulp Fiction is a classic to me because that's really the first Quentin Tarantino movie I saw was Pulp Fiction because everybody especially like right out, out of Sundance everybody was talking about how dope Pulp Fiction is And the reason why Pulp Fiction is so dope, it's not because Quentin Tarantino's is fantabulous or like the best director in the world. No, he is a great writer who can tell great stories, but it's it's not a typical story being told. This is more non-linear. It's all over the place. Like the end is the beginning, and the beginning is the end, and there's some things in the middle, That coincide with the end and how's this matching up and like the movie is so non-linear that it goes against the whole act one act two and act three when it comes to movies and the dialogue and the lines and the way quentin writes and how john travolta like came back out from from like john travolta used to be a star and then kind of fell, and then pulp fiction brought him back like let's and let's like not even just you know uh john travolta let's talk about a man like samuel jackson who i seen pop up in a lot of spike lee movies and just like big roles but then pulp fiction gave him some something to sink his teeth into and and probably jungle jungle fever did too but this movie to me gave him something to sink his teeth in because at the end of this movie Samuel L. Jackson became a name because of Pulp Fiction and because the writing of Quentin and and just how that the actors perform in this movie and Lawrence Bender who has uh, been uh, a producer on a bunch of Quentin Tarantino films has talked about and has said on plenty of occasions quentin loves sam jackson because sam jackson just says quentin lines the best it's an exercise in great acting it's an exercise in dialogue it's an exercise in style it's an exercise in in just storytelling it's also an exercise in Cinema because of the way um, it, it, it's giving you this 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 noir like pulp fiction pulp like book noir feel to it, but just hip because it's Quentin and he's putting his own spin to it. That's what makes it a classic, and it stands the test of time. To me. If a lot more people that's just for me but i think nothing but a man if seen will change how you feel about movies hollywood shuffle is a classic to me pulp fiction is a classic to me because of those things so at the end of the day what is a classic it's all about what connects to you it's all about what your criteria is. Like going back to Tribe Call Quest, I didn't think that People's Extinctive Travels wasn't one of my favorite Tribe albums. Actually, I remember not even liking that album. I liked maybe a couple of songs on that album. And my favorite song on that album is Benita Applebaum. And the more I kept listening to this album, after like listening to like Low End Theory and Midnight Marauders, I started to appreciate people's Extinctive Travels more. And sometimes that's maybe how a classic gets formed. Sometimes you may not understand it, but you'll listen to it and you'll understand it. And you might like, go back again and listen to it and understand more of it. And then soon, It becomes one of your favorites and then soon it becomes something that you just have to listen to something that sticks in your memory something that sticks with you that to me is a classic but that's just how I feel what do you think is a classic what are some of your classic albums what is some of your classic movies y'all let me know Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Dope Sessions Podcast. You want to catch this episode and any other episode on my show? You can also check out, you know, this show on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast, and all the other podcasting streaming channels. Till then, guys, I will see you next time. Peace.